rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back, everybody, to Degree Free. Happy to have you here. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. If you want to take action on something you heard in a previous episode or this episode after you've heard it, please do head to our website, which is uh, degreefreenetwork.com. We have a guide where we have put all of this all of this information together in a very convenient downloadable PDF that you can grab on our website. On there, you can also sign up for our email list, which is really great. And we are sending out uh, one to two emails a week that are just really full of awesome information that you do not want to miss. All right. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today's topic, we are going to be talking about how to job search without a college degree. This is a question, it seems super simple, and it is, but it's a question that we get asked a lot. Um, people just don't even know where to start. It's pretty amazing to me, the amount of, uh, so we're pretty big on TikTok, and we've, we've got about we've got about 30,000 followers on TikTok now, which is really crazy. But on there, I would say that the most common question that I get asked is how to find jobs. And usually the people asking are college graduates, which is baffling to me. Baffling to me that no one has taught them how to look for jobs. Like they don't know how to use, they don't even know how to use Google to find what I'm talking about, which is real crazy. They've been just let loose on the world with no idea how to track down opportunities for themselves. And so that's why we wrote this episode, actually, because this is something that's key. If you can find things, you can apply for things. But it's the finding things that you have. You have to figure out how to do that and how to look for them in a in a different in a more. I would say a more tailored way so that you can find find things that fit you and find things that maybe other people haven't found so that you can increase your chances of getting the opportunities you want because not so many people were able to find them yeah yeah well that makes sense about the people that are graduating from college not learning how to search for a job i mean i graduated from college i didn't well it's not something that they teach right it's not i I wonder about that though i have a theory that they don't teach you how to find a job because they don't want you to find a job they want you to buy a master's degree and so they don't they don't make money when you leave. They only make money when you stay. So it makes sense they don't really train yeah. you how to find a job. I, I mean, I can see I mean that is some conspiracy level stuff. No, I don't mean it's like not, though, malicious. I just not, mean like they're yeah. like, don't teach them that. It's not actually that hard to believe because it's capitalism. I mean right. it makes sense. Like it's 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 against their I understand exactly what you're saying. And you know, very quickly you could get to that conclusion. It's like Tide teaching people how to make their own laundry detergent. They would never do that, right? They yeah. want you to keep buying laundry detergent from them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. Like, I hear what you're saying, at least. I 
don't think it's that malicious. I don't think it's nefarious. I just think that's what they. I just don't think they do it. Yeah, because they don't well, help. They definitely don't do it. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 like maybe maybe they'll have an extracurricular, um, like a like a job fair. Yeah, job fair or not even a job fair. A workshop. A uh, workshop. Yeah, like a workshop uh, where they'll teach you this stuff. But I mean, like it should be a class. And like, yeah, right, right, exactly. And, and should everyone like, should have it to should take be it. Mandatory. Yeah. Because the reason why people were in college or to get employment at the end. And so I don't, I don't understand why I had to take, I don't, bruh, I, you, I don't know why I had to take religion 151 or freaking whatever, go up to English 300 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Reading what the, Kate Chopin. Yeah. I was like, what the frick? Like I could have done, I, yeah, I would, I would have taken a semester of just how to, do this stuff how to, how to literally just not be like how, how to enable yourself i'll say I in, don't a, know. in a positive spin i'll say how to enable yourself into finding jobs because this stuff isn't this stuff isn't um difficult it, 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 it's super simple actually and so you know i think one of the things there's just a progression in which you have to do that, that it makes sense to start your job search, right? So people without a college degree, for whatever reason, or if they're currently have a college degree and they're thinking about going back, anybody trying to, trying to start the job search process, you know, the first thing is, I think, identifying your goal. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, well, what are you trying to do? It's a, it's a simple question, but a lot of people don't have the answer to it. And, and you need to figure that out. You can't just go out willy nilly into the world with no goal because then you'll never know when you reach the goal. And it's a lot less likely you'll get a result if you don't know what you're trying to do. Right. Cause that goal can move it. It's not that the goal has to be completely fixed and you can't move it, but you have to have some idea of what you're trying to do. Otherwise you're just wandering around doing doing whatever and never getting any traction really and I think that that as somebody who's not super goal oriented and had to learn that once I did um, I got more much more effective in trying to get things done yeah because once you have a goal you, you have something to shoot for so I think um, there are three I'm sure there are more but at least what we've identified there are three like main goals um, and that's going to be you know you should be thinking about whether or not you're doing this for money. You're looking for a job. So you need to think. So there are three main goals. And the three goals. It's not exhaustive. It's not a complete list. But these are the things that we think that we've heard the most of. And it's going to be, are you trying to look for a job that pays a lot of money or a certain amount of money? Are you trying to find a job where you'll learn certain skills. Um, and then the next is gonna be, are you trying to work in a specific industry? And so the skills in the industry are kind of related. Similar. They're similar. Very but similar. They're similar, but they're different. Okay, so if you're trying to learn a skill, um, and and this too, I'd really, ca I'd really caution people here. I think that a lot of people really get caught up in the, uh, my job has to be my passion trap. Um, I do think that people don't, I do think that um, a lot of us do. I would say that all of us do, because in school they teach us 
to get a job that we're passionate about. The thing is, the thing about that is a lot of jobs are not, you don't need to be passionate about them. They just need to be done. And while that's an unglamorous and not fun view of the world, it's also a realistic one. And so for people that want to find a job that uh, is their passion, you're going to have a completely different goal from somebody who's trying to uh, who's trying to make as much income as possible so that they can pay to achieve a passion. These are different things. I would caution people who think that their job is going to be their passion to make sure that that's true before they they pursue that. Because if they do and you're pursuing a skill that doesn't pay well, you may very well box yourself in, uh, financially speaking. And so, you know, if you want to be a potter, that's a good example, somebody who wants to learn pottery, right? Uh, you can you might be able to find somebody who's willing to pay you 12 bucks an hour to work in their pottery studio that's probably less than you're going to make on the open market if you're trying to if you're trying to earn a little bit more and so for those people you have to be really sure that you want to be a potter and that that you are okay with the amount of income you're going to earn by sacrificing the income to learn the skill there's nothing wrong with that at all I just think people need to think about it a little bit more than they do nowadays. I, I think another point to learning a skill, it's not necessarily, although that is a very large portion of people that they just want to learn how to become, uh, yeah, a potter or some other trade or something like that. I think it's like to a lot of artisan yeah. type, type things, like very specific skill sets. But also, too, it could be you you've identified that you need to learn a skill in order to get a bigger job in order to get a bigger job right and so right now and this is getting a little bit we're kind of skipping ahead here but if you were to identify a job listing that said that you needed to have skills you know mechanical skills or something like that um you go you know i don't know I don't know what job would be would need mechanical skills, but uh, so like uh, that's a good example. So you let's say you want to work at Lockheed Martin, right? You want to you want to work on missiles or rockets or jets or something like that, and you don't have any experience in that field, but you need some mechanical experience to get your foot in the door. Guess what? It's going to be way easier for you to get your foot in the door at a mechanic shop or fixing like you know big trucking rigs than it is going to be for you to get your foot in the door at Lockheed Martin with no experience. Right, and then with that, you know, you may. You know, if if, th- if this is where you want to go, if you want to go to this job, but you need these skills to get there, yeah, okay, then learn then learn the skills, but you might not get paid. You know, you might not c- get compensated for what for what it is that you want. You're not going to get Lockheed money while you're at the base mechanic shop trying yeah. to learn your skills. Right, and um, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that, and not there's also nothing, um, nothing wrong with those industries either. Um, it's just we're just giving examples here. Um, I think the next thing is going to be like, so people that want to work in specific industries, we see this a lot. Um, okay. I want to work in the medical field. I want to be an engineer. I want to work in social work. This runs the gambit too. It's not a specific, it's not a specific industry. It's just being specific to an industry. Yeah. being I'm a perfect example. I'm a perfect example. Like, I want to be a fireman. Right. Well, guess what? Guess what, buddy? You're going to like, and that's fine. That's great. But you're going to get paid fireman money. Right. 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 Like, I mean, do I get to ride around in a fire truck all day? Yes. Yeah. 
I do. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Lights and sirens. It's fun. Uh, do I get paid very well to do it? Not really. I mean, I don't. I'm not average. Yeah, average. Average. Reasonable. Yeah, you know. Reasonable to average pay. Average pay. Um, right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not retiring anytime soon. <laughs> this is where though. This is exact. This is a great example. That's a great example because this is a this is a point where people need to think. People need to really think critically about this before they start down this path. So let's say, let's take Ryan's job. You want to be a firefighter. You want to be a firefighter because it's cool. Because you help the community. Because it's a steady job. Uh, because it's really it, it's been a dream of yours forever. Now let's say you have really big life goals. Uh, like you want to buy, you know, you want to you want to own your own farm, or you want to visit every country in the world, or whatever. It could be it could be anything. It could be smaller, larger goals. Like you want to have a family, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, but you have goals that cost more than that salary can pay, right? So while you may feel that that job is your passion, because we've been told that our job has to be our passion you will quickly feel that you've been handcuffed into that industry if you've done that to yourself and now you cannot afford to do your actual goal. That's why figuring out what you're trying to do is so important because if your real goal is to is to, you know, be a professional frisbee player and you need money to be in the league and time to attend the games, but you can't because you're a firefighter and you don't have enough money to fly to frisbee competitions wherever they are or whatever you're gonna feel discontent with your job even if you like it because your job's not actually your passion your passion is your passion and you mix the two up i think that's a little bit windy but i do think that's important because a lot of people get those really confused Mm -hmm. so it's it's a good thing to point out when you're going through this like how are you picking your job how are you picking your job goal like how are you looking for your job yeah absolutely one of the things with choosing work by industry is that it will handcuff you i mean just de facto it's going to close every other door and you're like okay i want to be a firefighter that's not always bad no it's not bad that's not bad but it's going to close it's going to close all the other doors well okay so now there's there's still a bunch of doors open but you can only there's only there's only so many ways you can go about it you know you can be a state firefighter you can be a city and county firefighter you know you can be a federal firefighter you can be a volunteer firefighter you can uh be a navy you can be a uh, firefighter in the army in the navy uh you know wherever in the marines i'm not sure for an airport yeah for a state yeah exactly and so um but you can't be a firefighter for a doctor's office like you can't be a firefighter for, you know, maybe you can be a firefighter for like a chemical engineering plant or something like that. You know, there, there, are, there are private companies that do private firefighting um, for like big chemical plants and stuff like that. Um, you know, so that's that, that's I think what a lot of people do. I think what a lot, what a lot of people do is just say, I, I don't want to tell people to not handcuff themselves because if you want to work in a certain industry, OK, go work in that industry. What we find uh, happens a lot is that um, people don't know why they want to work in the industry or they've never worked in the industry before in their life, right? They're like, oh, I want to be a doctor, but they've only ever been to the doctor. They've o- and, and they've never been. And they've they, never had a hangout in an ER for 12 hours. Right. Well, it depends on what kind of, do- depends on what kind of do- doctor you become. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like, 
right? You wanna you wanna become a you wanna become an EMT or a paramedic, but you can't see blood. And it's like, uh, I hate to tell you, man, but like this is probably not the this, this is, is a bad career choice for you. This is probably not the career for you, my friend. Um, so just be just being honest with yourself. Um, if you are gonna pick industry, why why why? Is it because you think you're gonna make a lot of money? in that industry is it because so a lot of people think they're going to go into stem and they're gonna be like oh man i'm going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year here (laughs) we go and it's just like okay and they get and they and they and they go into those fields usually with a degree and then unfortunately you know a lot of those people are rudely awakened you know they're like whoa i not making two hundred fifty thousand dollars like I thought, you know. The STEM field has a very high rate of people who are not working in STEM, and then they also have a high rate of underemployment for people who are working in STEM. And so a lot of people get lulled into a false sense of security because that's such a talking point, right? Like, oh, STEM, oh, STEM, STEM's great. No, the STEM guys are still making money. Eh, eh, not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. It's not that some of them don't earn high, and it's not that they're not higher than the average college graduate, but the job outlook in that field is not what people think it is. Right, right. They're um, the supply problem, right? It's Correct. a supply problem. There's, there's too many of them. The college has diluted what a college degree is worth. I mean, we talked about this before, but you know, there's too freaking many STEM people. There's only so many STEM jobs. Like, so what? So somebody's, so somebody, so somebody's gonna have to you know, do a non-STEM field-related thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Somebody's going to have to go be a firefighter. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to have to go and, you know, I don't know, be a clerk in an office or something like that, right? And not only that, too, this this brings up another point, which is um, that picking, picking wrong, not like wrong wrong in a moral sense but wrong is in it doesn't work out for you is much lower risk if you are degree free and you are just picking a job to earn money it's much lower risk so you're going to have a different risk profile than somebody who already has a degree and now they're picking a job and let's say somebody already has a degree they have debt and they're picking to learn right so somebody that has a college degree has college debt they have bills to pay they have debt they got to pay down and now they're deciding they want to pick you know a lot of people use this as a stereotype but 80 80 percent of college graduates do not have stem degrees so they're picking some humanities type job that because they want to like learn or whatever or they're like oh this is my passion but it pays twenty nine thousand dollars a year and then now they've trapped themselves because not only do they have the debt but they pick job they're like this is my passion you're going to feel a lot less passionate about your passion when you can't afford your rent they've they've painted themselves in a corner right they put walls up around themselves and like it's it's their fault but they were also told that that was okay to do so it's it's you know it's kind of a whole it's a whole mess yeah yeah so and then the last the last thing um and i think one of the things we hear the most often is going to be the goal of of money um seeing as how money is one of the largest reasons generally speaking super general generalized one of the largest if not mostly the largest reason why we are working is to make money um you know that's the that's the third goal i think with this i think it needs to be said really really quickly about like it's it's okay that that is the goal it's okay that making money is the goal i think where it gets where it gets a lot more difficult 
with these things, this is a little side note, is that where it gets a little difficult with all of these three things is when you're is when you start to if you're just gonna go into a specific industry, okay, you close all the door you 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 close doors here. But like I said, I'm gonna use firefighting because I know that industry. You know, you, there's like there's like literally the probably like fifteen ways that you can go about being a fireman or a firewoman, you know, uh a firefighter. And okay. Um there so you want to learn a skill okay you want to learn how to become a mechanic okay there's probably 10 different ways probably probably way more than that there's a lot of ways there's to become a mechanic there's probably way more than that to become a mechanic you know what i mean there's like a so infinite, many. infinite amount of ways to become everything a mechanic everything needs to be fixed all the time right <laughs> and okay but you've closed the doors to other things because you're trying to learn that skill and then okay money now you've closed the doors to lower paying jobs and so where where people find when people say there are no jobs when people say there are no jobs that pay well what they're usually the problem usually starts at the very beginning it starts at the goal it starts with you've you've you want to work you want to learn these skills in an industry where you make a lot of money okay what you mean now you've now now you've totally you've closed every single door except for like three and you, now you have to walk through those doors and it's like super hard because everybody else is trying to walk through those doors and yep. you don't have the skills in order in order to do that yep what you mean is there are no jobs that pay one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year with guaranteed holidays and all benefits that you want with a flexible schedule that is in the music industry that is about a specific instrument that's what you mean what you mean is the job that you want doesn't exist and so th that's why you're saying there's no jobs it's not it's because you went about it the opposite way from giving yourself options in that you gave yourself basically one option and you said and then when you got to the point and you realized oh wait this isn't an option now you're upset now you're upset and no wonder because you feel trapped right because you literally put yourself into a box and then close the lid on yourself you're like oh there's nothing in here well yeah i mean you made the box and then you climbed into it and then you close the lid so that's that's kind of on you and and a lot of people i think i can see how that becomes really uh scary though you know because then you realize that now you have to figure out how to what to do from there and then you already took on so much risk and you feel so trapped by the debt and by the fact that you can't find a job that now you're just like you know what do i do what do i do so a lot of those people are super stressed out so i don't think i have to explain about what making a lot of money is about right i mean i think everybody knows what making a lot of money is about they want to make a lot of money all right so those are the three goals um you're gonna learn something uh a specific skill be in a specific industry or make a certain amount of money all right now, how do we do that? All right, so this is where Google Scholar training comes in. Um, and what you're gonna do, if you're trying to learn, you're gonna look for whatever it is and jobs. It sounds laughably simple, but a lot of people don't, they, they don't do that. Um, so what you're gonna do, again, we're gonna use a pottery example. You're gonna say pottery studio jobs, your location. Like you can go as granular as the city you're in, or you can go as, you know, as large as the whole country. If depending on how willing you are to get that job, you could move to it 
the way people move to get college degrees. Um, but yeah, so if you're looking to become a potter and you need somebody who has a pottery studio to hire you, then look for pottery studio jobs, your, you know, your, your state, your city, your county, your country. All right. So if you're trying to get into a specific industry, what you're going to want to do is very similar to that. You're going to look up. So let's say you want to get into oil and gas industry. You're going to look up oil you could go as granular as like oil field jobs or you could just say natural gas jobs or oil and gas jobs and then you're going to again you're going to search location because what it's going to do is it's going to show you one what jobs people need done two it's going to show you the type of qualifications that people are looking for for people to fill those jobs and then two it also or three it also gives you a trajectory and then three, it gives you a trajectory of where you could go because it's going to show you all for the most part of those jobs. It's going to show you entry level jobs. It's going to show you mid level jobs. It's going to show you high level jobs because they're all going to be posted for the most part. And so you can kind of see what's available to you, where you can start, where you can go and where you can end up. And that'll kind of give you a good full picture of like what you could possibly do going in. Sometimes doing that will help you figure out or find a job that you didn't even realize was there that you may want to aim for. And that's really helpful too. Now, money is probably the easiest one because uh, the income money one is probably the easiest. So what you can do is you're just going to put in 70K job, your location. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, well, money's, money's the easiest because it, it casts the widest net. Correct. It, you're, 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 you're going into the biggest funnel. Yeah. Um, because you're just funneling by number. Yeah, you're just funneling by number, right? And, you're not and by not not by industry, not by whatever. Because I mean, if you don't care, if you don't care about the industry, if you don't care about whether or not that you have to go into an office, if you right. don't care about whether or not you, you it's remote, if you don't give a if you don't give a rip about any of that. Yeah, if you don't mind if it's contract, if you don't mind if it's flexible, if you don't mind if it's temporary, if it's part time, right. if it's whatever, you can pretty much find whatever you want. Right, the whole world opens up to you. Right, right, and then and then now you're just trying to now you're just trying to think. Okay, well. What, what what can I do? What what of these jobs matches my skill set? One thing I hear a lot when I say this is people say, well, because uh, I think Google recent, recently removed the salary filter from their job search, which I think is odd because I feel like that was the most useful tool that they had. Um, I'm, I have no idea why they did that, but uh, they removed it. So what I would advise people to is when you're looking at entry-level jobs, there's no one site that is the authority for pay. I would use multiple sites. So if you're looking, so for me, when I was looking at my Salesforce administrator job, in order to find the average salary, I didn't just rely on one website. I looked at five to six and I wrote down the range and then I found basically what was down the middle of all of them. Uh, and and then from there you have at least at least an idea of where you can negotiate or what you can expect. It's not completely reliable, but don't go in with nothing because that's not a good idea. They're going to lowball you, and then you're going to get paid less than you probably should. So I would definitely advise people if you're looking by income, make sure that you have done some market research on what the value of that job or skill set is. That'll really help you a lot. Yeah. So at this point, it's kind of funny because at this point people are like what the hell like it like what are you talking about like you just told me you literally just told me to do the most basic thing like the simplest like you really you literally what a lot of people think what a lot of people say is they're just like you literally just told me nothing they don't do it and though i'm just like wait a minute they've never done it though I'm like, wait a minute 
have you done this before? And they never have. Yeah, like, but you've literally told me nothing. Like, you didn't even tell, like, that, that that's not going to, like, okay. As an aside, something that really gets me, too, is when people go, oh, my gosh, like, when the job, when I tell them that they need to apply to multiple jobs, they're like, oh, but I have to fill out the job application. It takes, like, 10 minutes. I wouldn't hire you. Yeah, no way. You can't fill out a 10-minute form. I don't care if you have to do it every day. It takes 10 minutes. What's the matter with you? They whine about the fact that it's not easy apply, which is basically where you click and it autofills all your information. LinkedIn has started to do that a lot. But it's like people won't apply to jobs because they're not easy apply. If I were a, if I were if I were hiring mass employees, I would absolutely not put easy apply on because I don't want people who can't find the time to fill out a 10 minute form that's just their basic information. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Anyway, um, same thing though in this is people people go, "Oh, it's so simple." Or, "Oh, I don't want to do that." Yeah. Well, tough. So before, yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up just before everybody just like because we hear it all the time. It's like this is useless. But it's like it isn't it really isn't it's simple it's super simple you should do it before you go get a college degree that's for sure this is this is super simple stuff but it's it's like it's almost like we have to re-educate or just completely educate or give permission to do these simple things right it's what we're talking about is literally just going to google typing in some words and then and figuring it out from there testing stuff trying stuff um, so once you've figured out the goals, once you've started doing that, um, I think the main thing is to basically try to, as I said before, try to cast as large of a net as possible. Don't, don't be hooked on one job, one job at one specific company. Cause then you do the same thing. You're closing doors. Right. And so, okay. You want to become a you know i'm not i'm not sure what um like i said you want to be i'll just use my industry you want to be a firefighter like all right um don't just be don't just say oh i want to be a firefighter for the city and county you know you can go into a surrounding county and be a firefighter you can go into a surround you can go into state firefighting federal firefighting here you can apply on different islands they all have their own fire departments right whatever surrounding counties um and so that goes into and and so this is like goes into the next thing which is like picking a few different companies and applying to multiple jobs. You're going to need to apply to multiple jobs here. I mean, if you're lucky, if you're lucky and you get hired the first one, great. Great. There's no need, you know, there's no need to do all the rest. Most people don't that's not the experience. This is why your Googling matters too. So you can assess how many jobs are open. If there's a lot, your chances are better, right? If there's just one, there might be more people applying for that one job. But if there's like, I don't know, a hundred listings for the same for the same job type and you're applying, your odds are gonna be much better. And then if you're applying to two different two to three different companies and you've done your research, you've gone to their website, you've read about their history, you've looked up who the hiring manager is, you have an idea what they do in your community. And uh, this sounds like major, it's not. Just open a Word document and copy and paste in two to three sentences about the company or what they do in your community or in your state or whatever. And then as much as people don't wanna do it, write a cover letter that's specific to that company that tells that company why you think they're a good company and why you're excited to apply for this job. What that does 
is it effectively spreads your risk over two to three companies instead of just one. Because if you miss one shot and then you turn around and you're like, there's no jobs. One time. You did it one time. You need to do it multiple times. And you have to put... You may have to apply way more. Uh, you're probably going to have to apply way more. The, on average, you have to apply 100 times to get one job interview. So working in chunks to do that little bit of research. And it doesn't have to be major. Like 30 minutes on the website. You know, if you do this two to two jobs a day, you can, you know, at the end of a week, you can have 14 jobs. That's, y- that's good numbers. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to be clear about what you're saying, I, I, which is not saying to just apply to two to three companies, but to just break it up into... Uh, chunks yeah into chunks and exactly what you said uh, um, I'm going to apply to two jobs a day or I'm gonna try I'm gonna apply to five jobs a week whatever it is and um, going going that way because yeah your chances are you are going to have to be very persistent and it is of great value when if there is an opportunity on these applications to be specific of why you should get the job, that is your ch- chance to shine. Instead of just b- doing boilerplate template stuff that everybody else is doing or that you did for every single other job, take the 20 minutes to be like, this is how I prefer- this is how I prepared myself for this job. Even if you don't have any quote unquote relevant experience, right? Just tailor, tailor, what it is that you've done in your life to fit that job description. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can do by breaking it up into chunks and doing the research. Because you can say, oh, I noticed that you folks, you know, that you folks uh, do a lot of work with uh, tutoring. You know, I see that you, you, you give back to this tutoring group in our local community. I really like that. I tutored when I was in high school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. People don't realize that forming that sort of personal connection Um, especially depending on who's reading your resume, because if you're validating this person, this HR person's choice that they work for a good company, it makes them also feel good. And they're, they're, they're more inclined, I think, to call you back because what you're doing is you're saying, this is a good company. And now this person feels validated in their choices and they, they have a good feeling about you instead of a bored one. And I think telling a little bit of a story and, and in that cover letter, I'm talking like one to two paragraphs max, but just tell them tell them the story tell them what you did tell them why you care about their company tell them why you think they're awesome because that's going to reflect on the person reading your cover letter and resume yeah and i think um that's a perfect place to kind of segue into the last thing which i kind of touched on earlier but it just be persistent um just apply apply keep applying um yes be persistent at the same job yes be persistent of applying to different jobs at different companies just be persistent and keep applying as you said on average takes 100 applications to get one job interview don't get discouraged it's very easy it's very easy to get discouraged especially nowadays you just sit at a computer in your underwear and you just keep hitting the same button that you've been that you've been pressing for weeks it's the worst it's so boring yeah and it's the same thing that you've been doing for weeks and weeks and weeks you don't even have to put pants on and like go and hand your resume in anymore right and so just be persistent keep applying come up with a system come up with a way to like you know if you got a mood adjust right if you're feeling down 
go outside, go for a walk, and then see the grass, see and the then trees. Get it done. You you would think like it sounds it sounds silly, but it's absolutely crucial. It's absolutely crucial. I think it's a perfect place to wrap up today's episode of how to job search without a college degree. Super simple. Define your goals. Not easy, but simple. Super simple. Yeah. Define your goals. Yes, it is as easy as Googling. Skill, city. Yes, industry, city, state, whatever, country, job, salary, like salary requirements, city, state, remote, whatever. Basically, the broader your goal, the bigger your funnel or the bigger your net, however you want to think about it, the more options you have. The more options you have, the more you can possibly get hired, right? Being clear about those are very, very, the first step. And like I said, where people start to find, where people start to find that they're saying there are no jobs, it's when they start combining all three of those things. I want to, I want to learn these skills in this industry with this amount of money. And it's like, ah, there's no jobs. You're like, wait a minute. There's plenty of jobs. You've just, you've just eliminated. You've, you've gone too, spe- too, too you've specific. You've cut way too close, way too quick. Yeah. You've got too specific. Maybe if you, maybe if you have, like, if you have experience and you're like a C-suite executive, <laughs> it's like. Different. Right. But you're probably not listening to this podcast. So. <laughs> we are not your people. Yeah. So <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Let us know if there's anything you can tell us yeah. how to do. <laughs> um, and then. The, the biggest thing after that is kind of is kind of just creating systems, being persistent, creating systems to um, pick a few companies at a time, applying. It's gonna be it's gonna be arduous. I hope it's not for you. I hope it's not for everybody. But it's work. The like the the likelihood of it happening, of where you're where where you don't get calls back for a while is probably pretty high. Um, and because of that, just stick with it. Just stick with it. Be persistent. Come up with systems. Do it in bite-sized chunks. You do two to three, two to three a day, five a week, six a week, whatever, whatever your system is, just come up with it and stick to it. Um, also tailoring, tailoring your um, resume, your application, trying to stand out as much as possible once you get to that point. And so I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all for today. Thank you so much for watching. If you found any of this actionable and now you want some more information or you want it all put together, please check out DegreeFreeNetwork.com. It's got all of our other episodes in video form and transcript form. And most importantly, our guide where you can get all of this in a PDF document that you can download and keep forever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Until next time, guys. Aloha.